Hey, good morning. Today I want to share some secrets on what it actually takes to sell that online course. You've got it created now. How do you get it out into the world and find your perfect students? So let's get to it. Welcome to the Course Creators HQ podcast, helping you navigate the latest techniques for creating and marketing online courses. And now here's your host, Julie Hood. Hey, yeah, so uh, this episode is actually a condensed version of a presentation that I'm doing right now for the Course Profits Accelerator program. So if you're at all interested in mastermind slash group coaching slash a whole bunch of training to help you sell your course, please go to courseprofitsaccelerator.com. The link will be in the show notes and I'm only opening it for a few days because I want to get people started on April the 2nd. We're going to plan second quarter. So please think about it if you're at all interested. And then because this is a condensed version of this episode, I'm going to put in the show notes the replay of the longer version. It won't be there right away, but as soon as we get that longer version recorded, you can listen to the whole thing if you're interested. So I don't like these episodes to be very long, so I'm going to give you just the highlights. And then if you want to hear the full thing, come check the show notes in a couple days. Okay, so I have five different secrets that I want to share with you today that are sort of some of these myths and things that you won't hear from other people about what it actually takes to sell your online course. And my goal for you is I want you to leave with some new ideas, not only about what it takes to sell your course, but also to try a few new ideas and I'm going to share a few of the mistakes that I've made so you can skip those and not have to waste time on them. And if you like this masterclass, please let me know. So I've got a ton to share. You might want to grab a piece of paper to take some notes from this episode. So secret number one is that it's really, really good if someone else is selling a similar course to yours or if you find someone selling to the same audience as you. So you might not think right off the bat, like, what is she talking about? It's okay if somebody else is already selling a course like mine. And yes, absolutely, 100% it is. And here's why. Because someone else has found the audience and has been able to sell a course to them, that makes it so much better for you because that means there's people who are interested in your topic, who are buying things about what you're talking about, and you're going to give it your own spin, your own technique, your own framework. It's going to be unique to your experiences. But we want to know that people are buying what we're selling. So I want you to find lots of courses and books and Facebook groups and clubhouse rooms. The more you can find, the better. Because that means that people are interested in what you're talking about. And I don't know about you, but when I really get into a topic, I will buy a bunch of courses about it. I've probably bought 10 different Facebook ad courses and I still haven't got it figured out. So there's probably some more in the future. <laughs> but um, because of that, people will buy more than one. So it's great if you're seeing different uh, courses out there that are like yours. And then if you've come across those people who are 
um, talking to and selling to the same audience that you want to, that's perfect because then they can be joint venture partners. And these are the people who maybe aren't selling a course like yours, but they're helping and supporting your same community. So you'd be a good fit for them and then they could be a good fit for you. So that's the short version. If you want to talk about it more, please jump into some of my clubhouse rooms. I do a lot of interactive discussions about these kinds of things. So would love to talk to you about your specific situation. Okay, secret number two is that your course has to be something that the right people can and will pay for. And I'm sure you're like, uh, yeah, that's kind of obvious, Julie. So stick with me a little bit here so that I can get into some of the nuances of this. So people are paying you to save them time. So for example, could they slog through 200 hours of YouTube videos and get a whole bunch of conflicting advice and then have to come back and try to figure out which person they should listen to and which one could tell them the right sort of answer. So yes, could they do that? What they're paying you for is to cut through all of that time consuming knowledge gathering and to save them time and get them there faster. And you'll notice I said the right people can and will pay for it. And by this, I mean, you need to know exactly who it is that you're helping. And I'm not saying that you're going to pick just one person that you can only work with them forever. Um, one of my coaches, Brooke Castillo, mentioned this, and I thought this was so great. She talked about how we're going to pick a type of person that you market to. So pick a type of person that you're focusing on with your marketing message, but 100% you will sell to anyone that comes across your path and wants to buy your course. So you don't have to restrict yourself on who you're selling to, you're restricting on who you're marketing to. And as you build your online business and your online course business, you're going to market to different groups in different ways. But the main course that you're selling is probably going to stay a lot the same. The second piece of this about the right people is there are some audiences that just don't have the money to spend on courses. And for those folks, I'm not saying you shouldn't help them, but I want you to find, if you're needing revenue from your courses, I want you to find the audience that will pay you and then help the other folks either as a hobby or in your spare time or as part of the way that you um, bring service to the world. Let's not be trying to sell to those folks. Let's sell to the people who want to pay and are willing to pay for your course. Secret number three is that you probably won't have a huge 10K, 20K, 50K launch the very first time you put out your course and you launch it. And it really bothers me when I see a lot of um, gurus that say, oh, you know, just get this created and you'll make all this money right off the bat because that's not really how I've seen it come together for most people. The ones that do have those big launches have figured out how to get in front of a lot of people or they have a very, very focused audience that is dying to get whatever it is they have offered. At, at the right price point. So let me explain this a little bit more. Um, I want you to be okay with the fact that you might have a very small launch right off the bat. 
And so what I want you to be sure that you're doing is that you're doing things in the right order. And so we're, we're okay with that first launch, maybe not being huge. And then we're going to add in some more things, change up some things, try a few more things and get in front of more people as we go forward. Because you've heard me, if you've listened to this episode of the podcast in the past, the whole marketing math concept, where maybe one to five people that you come across are ready to buy your course right at that moment. So we want to capture those other people, get them on their list, so that the next time you launch, it's going to jump out and they're going to be the ones purchasing, the ones that didn't purchase today. Now, your brain is going to step in and tell you, oh, this didn't work because I didn't have this huge launch that everyone else has. And they're going to tell you to quit and go try something else. And the reason I know this is because that's exactly what I did. (laughs) Way, way back in the day, I did a blogging course and it was a decent course, but we only had a couple people that joined us. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something better. And then a few years later, I did a LinkedIn course and I had a few people that did it. They liked it. It was all good, but I didn't get this big launch that I was expecting to have. And so then I moved on to something else. But if I had stuck with it, if I had kept up down that path, if I kept building the audience, that's the big thing. Keep building your community and your audience that you're working with. It probably would have had a much, much better launch going forward. So I just want you to expect the fact that maybe that first launch is going to be small and that's okay. And we're going to tweak some things and make it better for the next time around. So secret number three, you may not have a big launch right off the bat. Because of that, (laughs) I want to talk about secret number four, which is when you want to sell a higher priced course. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a second, higher priced course. There are two things I want you to keep in mind. You probably need some kind of group coaching or one-on-one component, and it may also affect how you sell the course. Okay, so what do I mean by a higher price course? For me, higher price courses are things that start usually around $1,000 and up. So $1,000, $2,000 on up. And when you want to sell these higher price courses in general, I think you do better when you're offering some kind of group coaching component. So people get to not only talk to you and get their questions answered, or maybe they have one-on-one calls every so often with you. Um, That piece of it, I think, is important as you hit that higher price level. I know that I'll go out and if I come across somebody that has something, a topic that I'm really interested in at the moment, you know, if it's $47, I'll just plunk that down without knowing too much about them. But if it's a much higher price course, when you hit those $1,000 levels, I don't buy those unless I know them pretty well. So because of that, when you hit those higher price levels, it may change the way that you sell the course. And by that, I mean, maybe you have to do a little bit more. Maybe you have to get on the phone with people to sell a $3,000 course and have individual conversations with them. So if you're okay with that and you're good with finding your leads that way and following up with them, 
perfect. But it's just something to think about is how am I going to follow through on the way I sell this course and how does that tie into the pricing that it's uh, that I'm offering the course for? Because depending on the pricing, you may need to offer a different level of service and you may have to change the way that you're selling the course. And this is actually a huge advantage to those of you who are smaller because um, the big gurus who are selling to thousands of students, they can't do as much of this. You can offer this more attention when you're smaller and you have a smaller group. So that's part of the reason Course Profits Accelerator is one of my smaller groups that I work with. I don't want it to be huge. I want to be able to give one-on-one -on -one attention as I'm talking to people about their situation. I want to know about their courses. So at the moment, it's not a ginormous kind of process of uh, group coaching sort of thing. We may change it up in the future, but for now, you can get in and get that attention that you may not get with some of the other kinds of big programs. Okay, so secret number five is I want you to find your sweet spot, and I mean your specific sweet spot, of three different things. And that's the content that you create, the way that you sell, and then how you find your traffic. Okay, so the content you create, that's everything from blogging to podcasting to creating videos to doing lives to doing clubhouse rooms. What is it that you share and how do you share it so that you can connect and nurture your audience? So the second piece of this is you use your email list to uh, share out this content. So that's a whole nother episode. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. But right now, I really want you to figure out what that sweet spot is for you for creating content. And it's different for everybody. I will tell you, I am a big talker. I was the one who got in trouble in school for talking too much. So I am really loving doing podcasting and clubhouse. But you might be different. You might be a big writer. So then we need to focus you more in on doing blogs and writing ebooks and doing written newsletter kinds of things. So depending on your content sweet spot, and that's part of what I have my students figure out, that will affect how you're creating content. Okay, the way that you sell, that's the second sweet spot here that we're talking about. So you have to decide, you know, am I gonna use a webinar? Am I gonna do a five-day challenge? Am I gonna do a masterclass? Maybe I'm gonna get people on the phone and talk to them or the thousand other different ways that you can offer your course. So there's a couple different things you can base it on. First, what is it you'd like to do? Second, what is it that your community and your audience likes? You know, do they like doing five-day challenges or not? And then how easily can you reach them? How easily can you get in front of them? So there's a whole lot more that we could get into about this, and I don't want this episode to go too long, but I want you to sort of be thinking about how am I going to package this into this really irresistible offer, and then how am I going to sell it and promote it and share it? And then the third sweet spot that I want you to think about is how you are finding traffic. 
And there's so many ways to do this. I used to think if I looked long enough, I'd find the perfect way and then I could just share that with my students. But unfortunately, there isn't a perfect way. There's just a lot of different ways and you have to try a lot of them out. Some of them definitely work better than others and are easier than others. So part of what we go through in Course Profits Accelerator, I have this four page list of traffic ideas and we go through it and we figure out, okay, which ones are the right ones for you to start with to try it out. I'm not one of those people who preach that there's only one way to get in front of your community and get in front of your audience. We just have to find the best way for you, for you and your audience and the budget and where you're at right now. And then we expand it out from there, but let's find that, that perfect traffic source for you. So that was secret number five in a very, very condensed version of finding your sweet spot of content, the way you sell and finding your traffic. So I hope these ideas just spurred some ideas in your head about, ooh, maybe I need to try something different. And even more importantly than that, I want you to be okay with maybe not having a huge launch right off the bat. If you do, fantastic, wonderful, congratulations, good job for getting in front of a lot of people. But if you don't, please be okay with that. And no, that doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. It just means we need to try a few more things, get in front of a few more people. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're at all interested in Course Profits Accelerator, now is the time to jump in. It's only gonna be open for a few more days and I'd love to connect with you and talk about it a little bit more. So you can find me on Instagram. That's probably the best way. Message me on there and say you're interested in finding out more about Course Profits Accelerator. And have a fantastic week. Take care and I will catch you on the next episode. 